What up, Oasis people? We are back. Hey, and what's up? We're here for another podcast. Real quick, how are we doing uh, with the absolute 180 from the weather last week? Yeah. Well, yeah. Without turning this into your classic uncle weather podcast, <laughs> right? Because <laughs> it's just it's just what we chat about. It's been good. It is. Yeah. I think we need to dress the elephant in the room, though. That we're all dressed the same. No, oh. that Dylan and I got the dogs out. I was a, I was, I was about to say we all got the tan memo, but I didn't hear the the shoe yeah. the sock list memo. So here it's I'll just first for time. the podcast. Just, <laughs> just we got the, the rug to make it homey. So yeah, I'm not gonna take my toes out, but you can. <laughs> I'll just leave the sock on. So if you're if you're a longtime listener, this is when you need to come and watch the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, that would be. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can probably you could visually like just close your eyes and just imagine it, right? We're all sitting here in tan shirts, and two of us have our toes out, and one of us is We're just wearing sandals. We're not us, like barefoot. One of us is just socking it. <laughs> socking it. <laughs> okay, let's let's move on. Let's move on. Let's leave that in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, Didn't expect it to get that weird. <laughs> when it comes to like names, family. What do we got going on there? I know I'm pretty opinionated about what I want my kids' names to be. Yeah. See, you you, you go first. Okay. You go first. Yeah. So then I'll yeah, give my opinion, and yeah. I see if my my opinion goes against what names you're gonna. Pick. Okay. So. Uh, We're gonna write each other's names. I I am top ten. Like, I have a list on my phone. Of course, okay. I've had a running notes tab for years. Number one, I need my first son to be named Hezekiah. Hezekiah James. See, because then you call him like, Hezzy. Oh, yeah, for sure. I chose most of my kids' names based off of the nickname. Well, you got to think about the nickname. You yeah. can't just send them out into the world yeah. just like letting somebody else define it. Exactly. Yeah. But here's my thing with names. is I, I feel like our culture has swung the pendulum so far that anything can be a name. That is facts. Like, at one point, a pastor I knew was going to name their kid Marble. <laughs> Mar- Marble. Okay. So that's a like, rock? It's like... And I get it, right? It's like, oh, that's cute. But it's like, is it though? Because yeah. your kid weird. is going to be called Marble <laughs> for the rest yeah. of their life. So there's just like things like that where, okay, I, I get you're trying to be creative and cool and like, like, tre- like not necessarily trendy, but like outside the box. Yeah. But your kid still has to be called that the rest of their life. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like parents are setting their kids up to get bullied. Yeah. Like it, ma- it makes sense for like the first like six months. Like, oh yeah, that's cute. And then like mm-hmm. the last... 10, 20 years of life. Yeah. Like, I can see an 80-year-old old woman named Marble. Like, that That kind of makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, on your way like in Mabel. the life and your way out of life, Marble works. But the, the time <laughs> the that God gives you in awkward. between is... So, yeah. that's just my opinion on names. Uh, I think that's real. There's a quote somewhere that says, you're not naming a baby, you're naming an adult. Yeah. Like, that's real. That's just, nice. just pick something that's going to be okay right you can still be creative within the bounds of normalcy there you go like i there's celebrities i know one that named their baby malibu barbie no yeah that's that's weird but if anybody knows that it is it makes sense but okay uh then there's another one that named it bambi no baby girl's name is bambi see that's cute yeah until they're 20 yeah and then you're like now it's really edgy doesn't bambi die Bambi doesn't. Bambi's mom does. Oh, Bambi doesn't, right? I don't know. Never watched the movie. Sorry. I don't know. I haven't seen it since. I was too scared child. when the guy came out with the gun. Stopped watching. <laughs> <laughs> Turned it off. Let's get into this anyway. thing. Anyway. <laughs> well, speaking of names, um, probably one of the most skipped, pushed through 
kind of just overarching missed parts of the Bible is the genealogies. Mm -hmm. The list of names on names on names uh, found multiple places throughout scripture. Um, And so real quick, they're called genealogies. What the heck is a genealogy? Yeah, essentially you you just described it. It's just a list of names tracing a family of origin or a people group. So for example, one would be in Matthew's gospel, right at the beginning, Matthew chapter one, we'll have this huge list of names tracing Jesus, his lineage, his family of origin, all the way back. Mm -hmm. Um, Or you can see, I just finished the book of Joshua. Like the second half of the book of Joshua has these tribes, which are being divided, that are getting divided, the the promised land. Each of them is getting their own section. And in that, they like list the kings and the rulers and the family heads and the elders. And so there's just these huge bulks of names that make up most the second half of the book of Joshua that can feel kind of dry and hard to get through. And hard to say. Yeah. Yeah, you don't know how those words. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I'm, this I don't, guy knows. I don't have the confidence to fake it. I just, everybody in the room knows. I don't know how to say that name. Yeah. But one day. We should have tried a few. Oh, that's what we should have done. Test it out. A just game. opened. A little game. You guys should have just made me. Yeah. <laughs> Brennan, how, how would you, how say, you say this, this? name? <laughs> yeah, I can't do it. Um, anyway. <laughs> but they are, they're obviously... I mean, even from our own experience, sometimes skipped over. I know myself, mm-hmm. I've gotten to Matthew 1. I'm like, all right, we can just kind of skip through this and like, let's get to the good stuff. But why are they important? Like they're there for a reason. Um, if we know that all of scripture is God breathed and, and useful for, for teaching, for um, all sorts of things, they're in there for a reason, yeah. right? So why would they matter? Yeah. Well, these are, <clears throat> excuse me. Wow. Something in my throat. Um, the Bible is God-breathed uh, text, but it's also historically rooted. Um, and so the Bible is made up of pieces of text about actual people who lived. Mm-hmm. And so part of what the genealogies do is orient the scriptures into history, into time. Um, and it actually will pull the entire from Genesis to Revelation together in, in kind of setting this timeline for scripture of when these things happen, when these people actually lived, how they're related, how they're connected. Um, and so historically is a big part of why it matters. Um, even for us, that's like, okay, well, why is that important? Mm-hmm. Um, that helps to orient who's who and how they're related and, yeah. and what yeah. significant that has. And, and some of the stories of like, Abraham being the father of all nations. Like when you read the genealogy, you see that Abraham is like, or Jesus is the descendant of Abraham. Like it's like, mm-hmm. wow, this is crazy how God has ordained all of this. Yeah. And they're in the same family. So, And when you look at the historical side of it, they don't use dates the way we use yeah. dates. Yeah. Right. For example, you might say, well, I was born in 19 blank, blank, blank. Right. Like you're, you're well, you, everybody you, listening. Speak for yourself. Oh. Whoa. Hey, hey. What are you? 2000. Oh, That's what, <laughs> everybody listening, probably 97% of the people listening to this podcast. Were born That's in crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. How old are we? But anyways, when you, when you have a date, that's like, oh, I remember I graduated high school in blank, right? You use that as a date. But this, this time in this culture, they didn't use dates like that. Instead, and they did some, but most of it was based off of people and mm-hmm. time periods. So like they would say in the time of Abraham yep. mm-hmm. rather than in like 7,000 yep. BC. Or right? like during the reign of. Exactly. Yeah. They would use a king. And so the name labeled a period of time so then when they were looking at this genealogy they could see oh this was the time period this was taking place in Mm -hmm. rather than saying jesus was born at zero they use this genealogy which is kind of cool it's just different yeah yeah uh also another reason 
it helps with with prophecy that the son of God, Jesus, uh, was prophesied to come from the line of David, the lineage of David, the genealogy of David. And so it makes sense for Matthew, who's a a Jew, who who knows the scriptures well enough to know that the the son of man was to come from the line of David to start his gospel account showing the line of David leading up to Jesus. Um, and so that was him saying, so when you open up to Matthew and you see the list of names, this is Matthew saying, this is prophecy fulfilled. Mm. This is Jesus fulfilling the prophecy of coming from the line of David. Yeah. Or you can flip over to Luke and Luke also has a genealogy of Jesus. And again, it's just a big list of names. And you might notice that the, the lists are different, yep. yeah. right? Same Jesus mm-hmm. traced back to the same Adam, yet somehow the list is different and, and people can get really confused in that. But Matthew has this purpose of tracing the legal like order of Jesus back to Adam, back to David, really. Mm-hmm. So like he's doing what is the legal way that they would have traced it, which is through the father's side of the lineage. However, Luke is an investigator. He's a doctor. He's the somewhat, he's the really, um, he's the one studying this and, and trying to, to piece together all the details to write this this narrative account. And so when he's doing it, he's going about the actual like physical side of the genealogy, which was traced in the Jewish uh lineage, which was traced in the Jewish heritage through the mother's side. Mm. And so you see there that he's actually tracing Mary's lineage because that was how they would have, as people physically would have seen the lineage back. And so same Jesus, slightly different accounts of what the genealogy is, but used in different ways to fulfill, to show how Jesus fulfilled the prophecy of being from this line. Mm-hmm. And you also get to see in Luke's how the women of the Old Testament were part of Jesus' yep. line, the, yeah. the key stories. It's like, wow. Super good. Yeah. So what does this all tell us about God, right? Why did he take the time when organizing the scriptures, when he was prophet, when he was speaking through the people as they wrote it, why did he have to invest what is thousands of names into the scripture? Yeah. I mean, it just shows his desire for the details. I mean, one of my favorite characteristics of God is the first one that we see revealed to us in scripture that he's creator. And so his desire to be in and well, and we know that he's in and through all the details that he doesn't, you know, usually refer to Israel as like a whole, like, and just doesn't see Israel as just a group of people, mm. but he sees each of them individually and each of their individual stories, just like he does like for, for you and me. Um, he sees each one of us for our own. Mm. He doesn't lump us all together and say, oh, like you whole bunch of sinners, you need saving. He's like, no, like you, Dylan, you, uh, Brennan, you, Jaina, like, and he knows you intimately in the details. Like, he knows every bit of you. Um, and so like, also, when you look back in the Old Testament, like God is not only or is referred to as the God of Israel, mm. but he's also more often referred to as the God of, the, uh, of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yeah. That he is known by the people that follow him. He is known by the, the names that um, are faithful to him. Um, and so in that he sees specificity um, pers- with precision, he sees with detail. That's good. Yeah. Another aspect of what this tells us about God is about his faithfulness, which we've kind of already hit on. Um, But as you read the Old Testament, God makes promises to people um, that are going to become to see through their lines. So Abraham will be the father of all nations, Mm -hmm. Um, something like that. That then when you see this genealogy, you get to see how those promises come to bear, how they're fulfilled, how God has been faithful in the promises that he gives. Um, and so they seem like really boring lists, but they're actually revelation of the prophecies of the promises that God has given. And there's a historical like aspect of 
of fact checking that comes with names, mm-hmm. right? When the scripture drops a name in there, like that's not just some random person that got made up. Like it was a real person who had a real yeah. story, who had other connections. Yeah. And we can't forget that the New Testament, especially was letters that was circulated around for people to read and to believe in who Jesus was. And so as they're passing this letter around, right? And maybe it comes like the, the gospel of, uh, let's say John comes to, of the people in Samaria, <clears throat> and they start to read the Gospel of John, and they're hearing about this Samaritan woman who was at the well, right? Even though she's not named, they would have thought back and said, "Well, I know Beth, right? Like, mm, yeah. I know mm-hmm. Brittany. I know, like, yeah. I know who that was. I know she was there. I've heard her yeah. story. Like, yeah. here it is in the text. What she says is true, and it gives validity to that. Yeah. yeah, that is good. So there's there's this man. As you see the names, you could go ask that person. Mm-hmm. That's what's so crazy about it. Yeah, super cool. What else do we think? Also, just his redemption that kind of coming from this, uh, that part of like, there's a name behind, or there's a story behind each and every name. Mm. And in each and every name is God's faithfulness and his redemption. Yeah. Um, and um, I mean, God's desire is to bring redemption to all things and to all people. That That is his huge plan for the world. Um, and so as you go through each of these names, like, you can go back to some of them. Like Mm -hmm. there are stories of some of the names like in these genealogies that you can go back to in scripture and see them live out their life. Um, A a few examples is, is Moses who is a murderer. um, But then he leads thousands out of slavery. Uh, David was a murderer and a rapist becomes the greatest King to ever lead. Um, Solomon, he slept around, but he built the temple for God. Uh, And Rahab was a prostitute and their story is told among the legends in Hebrews. Like these were people that were a part of, uh, genealogies. Yeah. Like, um, David, Solomon, and Rahab were all a part of Jesus's, uh, genealogy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's all these people like, yes, that are broken, but God has brought redemption to, and like are then descendants of Adam all the way down and are part of the story to Jesus. Yeah. So then what would you say when we come across like the genealogies, how do we attack them in light of this? Right, if we're trying to say that they're really important, that they prove all these things, they show us more of who God is, they they show us more of what it means to be a, a Jesus follower. What do we do when we actually get to those in the text? Then, yeah, I mean, first, don't just skip over them. Mm. It can be easy to want to, yeah. <laughs> uh, but take the extra four minutes it's going to take to read it, um, and let the the genealogies in Scripture hold more to the story. Mm. Take note of the names you recognize. Mm-hmm. Maybe take note of the names you don't that you want to go look up and see if there's in there. Sit on it a little bit longer. Dive a little bit deeper into who are these people that haven't been intentionally named as part of this story of God, um, and just give it a little bit more time. Yeah, and that's probably something you need some resources to do, Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Like, you're probably not just going to flip through a genealogy, whether it's in the Old Testament and the New Testament, just be like, oh, yeah, I know that person, mm-hmm. right? Like, there's a chance you might know some of the big names, but a yeah. lot of those, min- like, minor characters that you don't really, like, connect with right away, maybe you take some time to learn mm-hmm. a little bit about their story, to flip back, to open a commentary, to hit them with the Google search, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I think some people get scared of Google when it comes to, like, faith, and I would just tell you, proceed with caution, mm-hmm. yeah. right? It's a resource just like anything else. And on a resource, there's going to be good and there's going to be bad. So if you're Googling Rahab, like it's going to point you to the story of Rahab. Yeah. So you can actually go read it. But if you don't actually take that step and you're just mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, this is who Rahab was, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's going to take a little bit of extra effort and time, but hopefully it feeds only deeper into what God's trying to teach you in that. Yeah. Man, that could be also like weeks of content. <clears throat> totally. Spending a day yeah. to sit on 
just one person trying to mm-hmm. find out a ton of stuff about them. And also through that, through studying these people, the more that you know the people, the more personal it makes scripture. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, like I know that person. Like anytime I hear Peter in the gospel, like, oh yeah, Peter's always the one that, you know, messes up. He's a funny yeah. guy. <laughs> like, but like that helps me know Peter more. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like, these are still real, real people like that have lived their lives that have walked this earth that like there is still the ability to like know their character through the text just like any of your favorite fiction book like you feel like you know the character like for me like i feel like i know steve harrington from stranger things because i've watched it a billion times yeah but it's like by spending time with them by spending time you know in the word spending time with god not only are you going to learn more about who god is but like you can also relate to some of the characters Mm -hmm. yeah and I would say there's a connection we can make from what is the family origins that we see in the Bible to the family origins we experience today. Yeah. Right. Jesus comes from this place of a list of broken characters. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what's really, really amazing about that genealogy is every single person in there got it wrong until Jesus came about and then got it right. Mm -hmm. And now every single person since then has also gotten it wrong. Right? There hasn't been a perfect person to live since Jesus. Yeah. So your family history and your family of origin and who in the legacy you leave, like it's all, there's going to be hardship in that. And mm-hmm. so your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, like learning some of your own genealogy, yeah. like learning some of your own family history to better equip yourself to walk in faithfulness. Mm-hmm. I was talking to, who was it? Yesterday I was talking to a guy and he was like, well, <clears throat> I'm just messed up. And I looked at him and I said, well, we're all messed up because we were talking about some family of origin stuff. And I said, and when you have kids, you'll mess them up. <laughs> right? Like, I remember I was talking because like, kids in our, are hopefully in our future, right? But it scares me. Like, I've always yeah. had a, I'm way off topic now, but <laughs> I've always kind of had a fear of being a, a father, right? Because I know how big of a influence you have. I know how much of a stewardship thing that is. And I remember one time, uh, I think it was Ben, he challenged me. He was like, well, what are you scared about? And I was like, I'm scared to mess him up. He's like, you're going to mess him up. <laughs> right? He, he told me that. And I was like, well, you know, like, he's like, no, like, you're going to mess, mess him up. up. Like, you're broken and, and you're going to have, they're going to struggle through things because of who you are as a person. But God is good mm-hmm. and he, he'll redeem and he'll guide and you get to trust him in that. And that was just like so empowering for me. Mm-hmm. And as I look at my family history and as I look at the future that will lay in front of me, hopefully like with kids and family, it's like God is always bringing about that redemptive mission. Like it's not some abstract concept we see in the Bible. That's living history that you're a part of right now. Yeah. Like your genealogy can be different mm-hmm. because of Jesus. Yeah, yeah, I think that's something to like, we often forget that we have a genealogy or like, oh yeah, that's just like Bible stuff. It's like, no, like you have a family history. Yeah. And you also have, like, power to, to change that. Like, mm-hmm. you have authority to, like, speak into your family's lives, to, like, help them know Jesus if they don't know Jesus. Yeah. Like, help them, you know, grow in godliness if they do. Like, walk along that path of discipleship with them. But then you also have the opportunity to influence the future of your yeah, totally. genealogy. I mean, like, there are general, like, if you yes. take things seriously and, like, you really try and invest in your family, like, there can be generational impact which I feel like we don't know that we have. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And like, this is a huge, like if you, your family has gone for generations without knowing the Lord and you're the first person to come to know Jesus, you get to be the person that can change that for generations and continue to lead a generation Mm -hmm. uh, of people, uh, of people of your family that like know and love the Lord. Mm -hmm. Like you have the, the power to step in and change that. 
there's any brokenness, if there's any um, like hardship that has just continually struck your family, like that is a place where God can come in and redeem and you can walk alongside him in that. Mm-hmm. So that, that, that doesn't happen, have to happen in the future. Yeah, and some of this comes into what was in the Bible, a very collectivistic culture, right? It was mm-hmm. a very family-oriented, I mean, you, you probably lived within the same dwelling place as like your extended family, mm-hmm. right? Like there wasn't this like complete total like leaving independence when you went into like college or school or craft, like a lot of times the males worked under the same profession as the, their fathers did. Mm-hmm. Like a fish, if your dad was a fisherman, you became a fisherman. Jesus's dad was a carpenter. He became a carpenter. Like both your work and your family life was completely connected to your, like to, to your family. Like mm-hmm. everything in your life re- revolved around this collective unit of people. But in today's society, in the West, we've become very, very individualistic, right? So it's almost all about us. Like, what do I want to do? How do I, like, pursue my calling and my dream and all those things? And, like, in some of that, there's some good and there's some bad. Mm -hmm. And some of the bad is we lose the value of what is family, what is genealogy, right? Mm -hmm. So many people don't understand that your family and your history has an impact on you regardless if, if you like that or not. Yeah. I remember my grandpa, he, uh, he's done a lot of work in retirement to like collect a family tree. Like yeah. he's gone way back, like all the <laughs> way back to Russia in like the 1400s. Like he's got like crazy amounts of information and he offered it to me, right? Like he's 86, like <clears throat> he's coming to the end of his life and he wants someone to take this and he hasn't been able to find someone who really values it like he does. And, and even like in this moment, I'm feeling conviction because <laughs> like, he was like, would you want that? I was like, oh yeah, sure. Like maybe at a family holiday, like you could show it, to, but I don't, I didn't really want it. Right. Yeah. Like, what am I going to do with that? Mm-hmm. But he's recognized the importance of a genealogy mm-hmm. and to know where you come from and like what your family struggled through. Like he's told me like my family had, per- had left Germany to move to Russia to flee religious persecution. And then they moved from Russia to America to flee religious persecution. And then they were in, like, they settled up near Aberdeen. And, like, I didn't know that. Yeah. I didn't know my family had this history of, like, trying to live faithfully, mm-hmm. yet finding opposition. Mm-hmm. And he came to me and he was like, do you know, like, being a pastor and leading a church and being a part of that, like, you're living in some of what your, like, my great-great-grandpa, like, ran the church that started in their context in, like, northern South Dakota. Like, he was a pastor. I didn't know that. Yeah. There's things like that. You just like, it's so fascinating, but so maybe I'll hit my grandpa up. There you go. <laughs> Sounds cool. Thanks. I guys. love genealogy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but I just, I've never really, I just, it's, it, I don't know. Yeah. I just get absorbed, like selfish and think about me and. Well, cause it takes work. Mm-hmm. It takes time and we have busy lives yeah. with things we'd pay yeah. our attention. So. So any other genealogy thoughts? I think, yeah, you just hit your family matters. Yeah. 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 Enjoy it. Like next time you go home. So in a couple of weeks, cause school is almost done. So if you go home That's this summer, yeah. um, or the next time, like you go home, you spend time with friends or you spend time with like your, your family or something, sit down and ask them questions. Yeah. Like say, tell me a story from your childhood or like, what's the story that you got told when you were a kid? Mm-hmm. Like see how like pry as far back as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and just see what kind of cool stories there are. Um, like one of the cool tips I heard is like, when you have kids sit down with your parents and have them sit down and then just let them ask all the questions that they want. Yeah. Cause there's three, four generations of knowledge yeah. sitting there mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and what an That's incredible good. opportunity yeah. to pass it down. 
You ask an older person about their family lineage. Oh, they're going nuts. Be there for hours. They're going in. You're on making it. their whole day. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but most and and don't skip don't skip the Bible names. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Right. This whole podcast started in that because. I mean, it's so important. The names are in there for a reason, mm-hmm. even if they're hard to pronounce for some people like me. <laughs> so, all right. Sweet. Peace out. Bye. Bye.